0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia
1: Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook.
2: Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: And welcome to Middays with Gerard Gibbard. You got Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. And so, yes, this uh, does mark the launch of the new show here on Super Talk Mississippi, Middays. It's truly been an honor over the past 19 months to guest host for JT as he focused on fighting cancer. He truly set a very high bar for excellence in broadcasting conservative talk radio. JT forged a special bond with his audience. He informed. He entertained. And you, the audience, reciprocated with respect and love. I believe JT and I share the common passion to see our state and our nation succeed. And though he and I never discussed it, I sensed he trusted me sitting in this chair behind the mic in his stead. And I think to a great extent that's because our worldview was aligned. And today as he watches and listens from his heavenly perch, I believe in my heart he's pleased with what he sees and he's content with the trajectory of the show. It is my sincere hope that the Williamson family, who by the way has approved of this transition, will delight in the show. My commitment is to honor JT's legacy by leveraging all of my God-given talents to keep you informed, to sprinkle in a little levity, and to deliver an enjoyable broadcast experience. I believe we should view this transition not as an end to one show and the launch of another, a new but rather as an orderly passing of the torch. With God's blessing, we'll work hard to attain the level of excellence that is consistent with JT's legacy and that of this fine network. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your day. Thanks to... Super Talk and the Super Talk family for affording me this opportunity. I never envisioned myself in this role after the business career that I had, but I'll admit it's been fun, it's been enjoyable. I hope you sincerely have enjoyed tuning in as much as I have enjoyed bringing you the show. Again, thank you, and God bless you. Middays with Gerard Gibbert officially starts today. Rhino? How about it? You good? I'm good. I have um I gotta tell you, I've never been nervous behind this mic before in nineteen months of doing this. But I was today. And I appreciate the audience. I appreciate you for uh, soothing the path and for indulging me. This, as you know, my friend, it's a lot harder than people think.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it can be easy to assume that... You can just hit a button, the light comes on, and words magically come to mind that can be both informative and entertaining, and it's not as easy as it looks.
3: I have uh, come to appreciate that, and (laughs) the way in which I have understood that best is by making the mistakes. I make them. it's how we learn. And when you make mistakes i believe the most successful people in society can self correct no question you've got to be you've got to be scored you've got to be evaluated by outsiders of course it doesn't matter what the endeavor is the market as i like to talk about it'll let you know uh My sincere hope is that, again, we continue the tradition of excellence. And I believe we'll do that. And I believe we'll do it in a way that JT in Heaven and the Williamson family here on Earth will be pleased. That's the goal. And again, which is consistent with the fine product this network produces. But I appreciate that. And we will move forward. On that note, how was your Labor Day?
2: Wasn't too terribly bad. I had uh, I had original plans to go see the family, but had a check engine light come on that I'm now calling the Phantom check engine light, <laughs> because by the time I got to the auto parts store to hook up the diagnostics tool, I'm on the way to the store, and it turned off. So I pull up in the parking lot, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I, I, I stopped by earlier to double-check that it was okay. Okay. Uh, The check engine light turned off, but would you mind still running the diagnostic just for ease of mind? And they've plugged it in, came back no errors. So the car's good to go. Then I had to fight with all the Hurricane Ida evacuees to get an oil change because apparently they all needed an oil change when they stayed over riding out Ida. So then by the time I got an oil change, got everything squared away, I was going to be late, like really late to the, the niece's party. So I've just—I'm now going to have time to wrap her present, and I will be visiting them in a couple weeks when I get to spend more time with them. But uh, yeah, And besides that, it was a lazy Labor Day weekend with many a cat nap with porch cat and uh, good food because I cooked a pork tenderloin <laughs> and been eating on it the whole weekend. How about you? Do you enjoy uh, your your trip, your father son trip?
3: I did. You know, headed up to. West Point for the broadcast at Mossy Oak. That was great. I always appreciate you and Gary for just making that so easy, honestly. And I, I certainly hope that our sponsors and, and uh the Prairie Arts Festival folks, the mayor of West Point, et cetera, I hope they were pleased, as much as we had fun delivering it. And then headed straight down to to Destin, my son and I. And you know it's just good to to get away, especially when your son becomes a, a man and an adult as he has, and I'm I'm proud of him to just get away. Just he and I, and uh, just be father son men. We played 99 holes of golf. There you go. <laughs> we played. Uh, we sure did. We we played. I think 30... that's
2: more golf in one weekend than I've played in my entire life. <laughs>
3: We had a blast. It has, uh, of course, it drains pretty well down there along the Panhandle because of the sandy, porous soil. But the the courses, uh, one in particular, was a little, still a little wet. The main ones that we like to play were were actually fantastic and fine. And the folks that work around the golf shop said that over the last couple of weeks, they've had 26 inches of rain along that area. Twenty-six. That's incredible. That is a lot. A lot. And so Nick and I had a great time. We'll say this. We went out to eat, I believe it was uh, Sunday night, to Acme Oyster House. Went down there. And a young lady waiting on us from Albania, by the way. There's a little settlement, you know, of folks from that region along the panhandle. And uh, she began sharing with us the reason why they were out of certain items. One of those was onion rings, which are great, by the way. (laughs) Well, it turns out that because of the storm, the oyster house was also out of oysters. Right? Which is kind of bizarre. But there was a big party that came in of fifteen. And they did something that really upset me. And I'm gonna share that with you and the audience when we come back. Appreciate you joining us today, middays with Gerard Gibbert will return after these messages.
1: What? Street Journal reports a 15 year high in the investment you've made in your home. The real estate market is nothing short of amazing. My friend Lee Garland will attest to that across the entire capital city metro area. If you sell your home, the demand is red hot. For the seller, the need for good homes is incredible. They're selling fast and many times over list. For the buyer, interest rates right now are low, meaning you get more for the money. Lee Garland's customer satisfaction feedback is most impressive. Take, for instance, Rachel. She listed her home, got little or no results. Then Rachel took our advice and called the Lee Garland team and the difference was like night and day. Lee immediately put his superior marketing strategy in action. In just four days, Rachel's home in Brandon sold for 21,000 over the previous agent's list price. That's why Lee can guarantee an offer on your home within seven days. Gallo reminding you to call Lee Garland Group, EXP Realty at 601 1130 or go to LeeWillBuyIt.com Start packing.
4: Carter Sledge Family
5: Dentistry is just that a family. This is a whole new me, (laughs) almost.
3: And of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around and they had tears, (laughs) and then the whole, it seemed like the whole office came in. And look, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter
5: Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
6: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit RJYoung.com slash COVID.
7: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
3: boys are back in town. Welcome back Middays with Gerard Gibber, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Tuesday after Labor Day. Alright, so continuing my story at Acme. So the young lady waiting on Nick and I, she informed they were out of onion rings. And you say, how the hell do you run out of onion rings? I, I, get, the, I get the oysters. And... It turns out this party of 15 was uh, insistent that their drinks, which they ordered, appetizers and entrees, be delivered at the same time. A little unusual, but they accommodated. They drank the drinks, ate none of the food, got up, walked out. She saw them confronted them. What are you doing? And they kind of sneered and scoffed and laughed, according to her story, and just didn't pay. So the manager happens to be in the dining area, sees what's going out, down. She told me he pulled her back, said, don't worry about it, just let him go. I, I suspect fearful of making a scene, getting rowdy, Etc.
2: Winding up on video going viral.
3: Right. That just really hacked me off, I gotta tell you. Thieves really bother me. I didn't know what to do. I I felt like I needed to do something. And the only thing I could come up with is was boosting the tip. So I gave her an outsized tip. The least I could do. That obviously doesn't cover. I didn't cover the whole $400 deal. And you just think about... I mean, these are people working. Thank God they're working. And they're short-staffed. They let you know, like every dead gum restaurant is. But she was so good and so nice, but you could tell visibly shaken by this episode. They just walked. They stole That's just the bottom line. My theory is they were upset. This is just my theory. I don't have any way to prove this. Because they were out of oysters. Okay. They've got signs, by the way, posted everywhere, letting you know. It's no secret. And before they seat you, before the host or hostess seats you, they let you know, just letting you know, we don't have any oysters. And I overheard every server explaining... What was going on? I mean, it's not like a hurricane didn't just devastate that part of the country in South Louisiana from whence most of the oyster product comes. And, of course, Acme being a New Orleans-based diner. Uh, good grief. That's yeah, just incredible. So, I, I hate to even share this, but... I just felt like I had to. I had to get it off my chest. It bothered me. And, you know, I'm certainly not a um, a, a person that gets physical. That's just not my style ever. But I swear if they were around out, I had to slap them. I just would have. <laughs> and I think some other folks would have joined in. It's like, what are you thinking, man? You're stealing. You're stealing from people who I'm grateful are working. Why the some of them won't come into work living off the damn government. That's what's in my head about this. Anyhow, today, yesterday, actually, speaking of government and government bennies, you know those unemployment benefits, the safety net expired. There are 10 million jobs available in this country.
2: and Yeah, the article that was going viral was the... I forget the exact numbers, like 8.8 million people soon without benefits. What are they going to do And the picture on the article? Literally has the sign out in front of every business. Now hiring. Hmm. What could they possibly do to make a living?
3: Every single one. I mean, is there a business out there that doesn't have a help wanted sign out there? Go to work. Get off the government dole. I'm sick of it. It's ridiculous. But Democrats in the Congress, they're calling for permanent extension of all this garbage, these these enhanced unemployment benefits. The goal, of course, being create, and they've done a hell of a job at it already, a, a dependent society, one which is dependent on the government. What happened to the dignity of work? It's just, it's mind-boggling to me. But we take a day off to celebrate those who work. And I'm not celebrating those who don't, by the way. Now, if they're truly searching for work and they just can't find it, okay. But I don't know how many fit into that category, given the number of jobs. I mean, across the spectrum of work in industries which are available. Go to work. Be productive. Contribute to society. That's what made this country great. That's why we celebrate Labor Day. Of course, the president, unless you're in a union, you don't count. He had to bring that up yesterday. It's labor unions that made the country. Had a place, no question. Had a role. I'd, I'd give that. But the critical cog in the wheel, no, not buying that.
2: Yeah, the the labor boss that shows up at 10 in the morning, takes an hour-long nap in his office, then eats lunch or goes out for two hours and gets lunch and comes back and then takes another nap and then plays some solitaire till about 3 and then goes home when the normal, everyday average person has to show up to work at 8 and gets off at 5. Yeah. That's really an important cog in the machine.
3: And brings home a pretty pity to boot. Replete with benefits fit for a king. And we all pay for it at the cash register. There are now calls, of course, given the passage of Labor Day, to implement the $15 minimum wage. Oh, no, that's not enough. Now the Democrats want it to be much higher than that much higher and what is is just not ever considered is just how few people in this country actually make the minimum wage and yeah you hear
2: the democrats talk you would think it's what 20 30 maybe 40% of the population it's it's less than 2%
3: yeah i think two between 2 and 3 and the vast majority of those as you can imagine are youngsters. They're not they're not folks that are earning a living for a household. Not saying there aren't, but at the end of the day when you when you really dig in, this is, by the way, information from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. 1.6 million workers, 1.9% of all hourly paid, non self employed workers earn wages at or below the minimum wage in 2020. So it's just, it's disingenuous to paint this picture and project it. There's just this large swath of workers that are being exploited because they're earning minimum wage. It just ain't true. The uh, In fact, it was much greater and I think peaked in 1980 about 15% Yet all we hear is that we've killed the middle class and all, all these conservative policies. It's just the opposite. What's happened is folks have moved out of that income level into higher income levels. That's what's happened. It is way down. Way down relative to that. But of course the average person unfortunately does not know this even though they themselves aren't earning it they just they hear this and they and and their perception is there's just this giant component of workers that are are being oppressed right just not equals not equity and it's just not true those trends have gradually the trend of those who, Earn the true minimum wage. It's just declined precipitously through the years. The other big one you hear, of course, well, but they're having to work two jobs. It's just not true either. That's way down. In fact, I want to say that peaked in like the 90s during the Clinton administration. Just be honest about this. Quit lying to people. If there are problems, let's address it. But let's start with the facts. Is that too much to ask? Oh, it doesn't suit a political narrative. Oh, okay. Because getting re-elected by lying to people is more important than telling the damn truth. Remember that at the ballot box, folks. Check this garbage these people are peddling. As Jimi Hendrix bumps us out of this segment. Good one there. We'll be right back here on Middays with Gerard Gibbard. Stay with us.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 70. A look at your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny, high near 90. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 87. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry
6: Company. If you're thinking about selling your old jewelry, especially diamonds, knowing what you have is the key to getting the best price. At Juniker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, we will assess accurately the real value of what you have. And then make you the very best offer. You see, as true diamond brokers and importers... We buy and sell diamonds every day on the worldwide market. We specialize in diamonds of a carat or more and can discreetly handle any diamond, no matter how large. That diamond ring you inherited from Aunt May. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We'll help that diamond find a new home. For all your diamond needs, come to Jennifer Jewelry Company. Buying or selling We are Mississippi's most trusted name in diamonds.
0: Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485
12: Highland
8: Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and com.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. After Hurricane Ida, Governor Tate Reeves recognized the dedication of Mississippi's Emergency Management team.
3: I believe in my heart that Mississippi has the best emergency management agency in America. Every one of these men and women that work here, and all of our sister agencies throughout state government, make me proud to be a Mississippian because they step up. There is no such thing as Monday through Friday. These jobs are literally 24 hours
11: a day, seven days a week.
13: Mima had boots on. On the ground days before the storm made landfall, preparing for any and all needs throughout the state. And Congressman Michael Guest called the United States' exit from Afghanistan a complete failure and said that Americans are less safe as a result of it.
9: We are going to see many of these terrorist organizations, we're going to see them be able to reform. We're going to see them be able to use Afghanistan as a recruiting base, use Afghanistan uh, as a, a training base. For Super Talk
13: Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: You're listening to Midday's with Gerard Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
14: Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and the Lincolns was setting the pace? That story is true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor and
12: it's really souped up. That model A body makes it look like a pup's got eight cylinders and uses them all. Got overdrive, just won't stall. With a four-barrel carb and a dual sauce with four eleven gears, you can really get lost. Got safety tubes, but I ain't scared, the brakes are good,
3: tires fair. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back to Middays. We got several texts uh, pouring in on the ceasefire text line. I appreciate uh, the well wishes folks uh, from our good friend Jeff Smith up in Columbus, Mississippi. Love the new show and format. Proud of you. Appreciate that, Jeff. We'll miss JT, but I'm also glad that you stayed on the 662. CJ in the Delta says, Amen, Gerard. Welcome home. Appreciate that, CJ. and. Thanks for uh for tuning in. Vicki in Clarksdale says, Well, wow, that was beautiful. That was such a beautiful speech. Thank you. I appreciate that, uh, Vicki, and, and I'll let you guys know, and again, I I try to be open and speak from the heart. And I and I hope folks appreciate that. I I think I, I hope you understand and appreciate that what you hear is genuine. From Rhino and me both. It's just genuine. We just tell it like it is. And in this particular case, in making this announcement, I've, I've written lots of press releases through my business career. I've made lots of announcements from the excitement of making acquisitions all the way to losing members of our team, many times done via video, especially since our our team was so dispersed and often it was difficult, almost impossible, to get over 300 people together at the same time for important announcements. And worked to perfect those communication skills. It's important. For, for all of us, but especially when you're a leader and there are folks relying on your communication. That particular announcement is something that I worked a lot on. I mean, lots of scratching and editing and rework and marking up because I wanted it to sound genuine and from the heart and, and to capture the correct tone and the correct message. I don't know that there's any way you ever get anything like that perfect. I'm not sure there is such a thing. And I know I've shared this before, but our guiding principle within my company was we strive for perfection. That is our goal, perfection, 100% of the time. If we miss, we're merely excellent. And that's the goal. That is absolutely the goal. You still strive for perfection. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're, It doesn't matter what the endeavor is, right? If you're in, engaged in sporting competition, you want to win every time, I think. Though I'm starting to hear from the left, well, you know, it's equity and stuff. No, it's bull. <laughs> you should strive for perfection in everything you do. In your business, in your role, in your function in society, perfection. What's wrong with that?
2: It requires effort. Ah. Ah. Sometimes a little delayed gratification.
3: Oh, can't do that. That's racist, of course. It's got to be instant gratification. But it just seems like so much of that quest for excellence to a great extent is being diminished in our society. We can't let that happen. Good grief, look no further than the calamity that was the exit from Afghanistan. It doesn't even appear we strived for perfection there. That wasn't the goal at all. And because of that, We didn't just miss a little and deliver excellence. We missed a lot by a chasm. And what we delivered was a disaster. Maybe that's because our leaders in the White House, in the State Department, even in our military, Maybe excellence isn't, or excuse me, perfection isn't their goal. Doesn't seem like it. Seems more to me like punishing excellence and perfection is the goal. Good grief. I started reading about uh, what the Senate Ways and Means Committee, the U.S. Senate, is debating in terms of taxation. I've never seen so much creativity in confiscating assets. How do they dream up all this stuff? They want to tax, they're seriously considering taxing stock buybacks by public companies. You buy back stock, we're taxing you. This garbage about the ratio of CEO pay to workers. Why in public companies? What about in sports? Performing arts? Apply that across the spectrum of society. I want to see just how woke these CEOs are now, that they're coming after them. That's socialism. That's intervening in the market. You can't pay this much. You've got to pay that and this person this. and that. Next thing you know, that what they want is to be present at the board meetings. They want government representation at the board meetings to tell you how to run your company. It's disguised as rules and regulations and, and tax policy. But make no mistake, Liz Warren wants to be at the head of the table of every public company in this in this country. And it ain't just public. It starts with public companies, but it make no mistake, it trickles down, right? It works its way down to small. To smaller businesses. They're not protected. They want that, too. They want it all. This idea, and by the way, (laughs) this amount of taxes this raises, while to a company, is significant. But to the government, given that everything is in multi-trillions, it ain't squat. That's what's amazing. Look no further than what they want to do with the state taxes. You die and you got to pit the hip to the government. I think that's disgusting. You work your rear off your whole life, you try to build a little nest egg and some generational wealth, and the government says, no, 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 got to give it up. But taxing capital gains? Losing out on the stepped up basis and taxing that on the basis of the original cost, assets that have been transferred for generations. You got to go all the way back to determine the cost basis and pay tax at the point of death. You don't even have any cash. You got to go liquidate the asset. That's what they want, that's in the bill. And it will raise, it's expected, maybe $50 billion a year. Now, that's a lot when you spread it across the families paying that. But to the government, it's, it's less than 1% of this goofy Democrat budget that they got. What $50 billion for what? To go drop it out of helicopters to people on the couch watching, playing video games? That's the goal. That's just the truth. Oh, boy. Neil from Pontotoc gave a thumbs up. Appreciate that. Mose says, congratulations, Gerard. While we will always remember JT, you have done a great job with the show. Do us a favor. If you take a day off, (laughs) tell us who you're going to have on. We'll do that. I am, for one, proud of you, Gerard. You do a great job. Jerry and Sardis, appreciate that. Michael in New Albany, doing a fine job, Gerard. Love the show. Appreciate that. Michael. Adam and Madison, I'm not sure if congrats are the right words, but I believe the show is in good hands with you at the helm. JT would no doubt be proud. I enjoy listening to you on the radio. I really appreciate that, Adam, and that is my sincere hope as well, and I do believe in my heart and in my mind, again, that he is in the presence of God and he's looking down and he's smiling. That, that is my goal, and that is my, my belief. Willie and Carnes. Did you play at Indian Bayou? Did not, Willie. Have before? Stayed around the Sandestin Resort, played the Raven, and then my favorite course in the old the whole panhandle, the a Burnt Pine, which is semi-private, have to wait and play in the afternoon. Uh, I think number four at Burnt Pine, by the way, I think is the best hole on the entire panhandle. Not sure if you play down there, Willie, but you ought to try it out uh, if you can. Wow. Um... I just appreciate all the congrats and well wishes rolling in, Rhino. I'm, I'm, I'm honored and humble, honestly, and appreciate uh, you being my partner here. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna do it right. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert will return after these messages.
16: Find new roads. It's that time of deer again, the time to save some bucks
10: at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton, since 1871. All deer products, 10% off during our Customer Appreciation Week. Monday, September the 6th through Saturday, September the 11th. 50 pounds of corn, 749. 50 pounds of 13, 13, 13, 1275. 50 pounds of rice brand, seven ninety nine. And a 350-pound boss butt feeder for only $249.99. It's that time of deer again. Customer appreciation week. At Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, Downtown Bolton, since 1871.
17: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down fourteen to ninety three eighty eight. March cotton was down twenty to ninety three o six. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down eight and three quarters to twelve eighty three and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down eight and a quarter to twelve ninety three per bushel. December corn was down ten and a half to. 513 and a half per bushel. March corn was down 10 and a quarter to 523 per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 25 to 125.05. December live cattle was down 22 to 130.70. October feeders down 55 to 161.92. November feeders down 42 to 164.85. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 263 points, 35,105. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
1: I'm a cotton farmer. I'm BASF. I'm made of grit, passion, and hands that never stop working.
15: I'm made of agronomics, innovation, and hands that never stop helping. I I believe believe cotton cotton isn't isn't a crop.
1: crop. It's a calling. I'm made to grow it. Protect it. I know this is important to my family.
5: Every family.
1: That's why I work harder.
5: Innovate better.
1: To make my cotton as good as it can be.
5: As protected as it can be.
1: I'm a cotton farmer.
5: I'm BASF.
17: We create, we create chemistry. chemistry.
1: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard
0: here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Lighters on my
3: dress yes sir. You know i got to get paid. Welcome back to middays. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios on this day after Labor Day. We've been talking about labor and taxes and all that entails. Tim and McGee says, Thanks, Gerard, for taking the job. You and Rhino make a great team, and I learn so much every day. Even though I'm old. Nah, you ain't old, Tim. I know better than that. doesn't matter anyhow. We all learn every day. And in fact, we should strive to learn every day. At least one thing. Something new, right? There's so much. So much. That's the great thing. And it's so easily accessible.
2: It's more accessible now than it ever has been in the history of mankind.
3: Ever. So there's no excuse. So, David in Oak Grove says, congrats on the new show. I'm glad that you and Rhino will carry on with the great midday show that JT built. Appreciate that, David. Absolutely, we sure will. Skip and Pearl wants to know what announcement. So, today, Skip, marks the official launch of the new middays with Gerard Gibbert in this time slot on Super Talk Mississippi. I still think your intro should be ZZ Top, sharp-dressed man. It fits you to a T on the Spire tax line. (laughs) Talking about those sitting at home, reeling in, uh, excuse me, raking in the bennies, the government bennies. Makes $100,000 for sitting at home because of a positive COVID test. Way to go. (laughs) Yeah, there is some truth to that, uh, believe it or not. Uh, No question. Been at Fort Morgan three days. Have ate about six dozen oysters at Sassy Bass. Great people in service on the ceasefire text line. That's a bunch of oysters. They're pretty good this time of year, though. But there has been some disruption (laughs) with respect to those who walked. At Acme that I discussed earlier says I, I would have at least followed them to their car and got a picture of their license plate, giving it to the police for what it's worth. I I think there's just fear of retribution, honestly. People are just nuts. Next thing you know, you report it to the police, and a couple of days later they show up and start playing shoot them up I mean, that's sad that you even have to think about that in this day and age. To the point where we're hesitant to hold criminals accountable for committing crime. I truly believe the Democrat goal goal is to decriminalize crime. I still believe that.
2: Seems like the West Coast has got a head start on that.
3: They're doing a hell of a job. It's not
2: just the the wacky nuts and flakes from California where less than $950 or something like that you can walk away scot-free. I saw a video from Oregon over the weekend Two dudes, buggies full of crap from Lowe's walking out the door and throwing into a hatchback trying to get out of there
3: before the cops show up. Unbelievable. So again, you know, this is a this is a cultural problem. This is a societal problem. And the left wants to argue and to a great extent justify crime. On all sorts of factors that really aren't the root cause. The root cause, I still believe in my heart, is the dissolution of the traditional family and the lack of proper upbringing in the home. That's the cause. Nobody will talk about it, though. Because, let's face it, the traditional family... It's considered racist. So you can't talk about it. That's why none of this will solve any of these problems. Go tax the snot out of everybody and drop it out of helicopters. That ain't going to make the crime problem go away. It's just not. I don't know why people harbor such hate. Except they've just not been taught the value of human life. Speaking of which... Have you ever seen so many work so hard to ensure that babies can be killed in the womb? They're coming out of the woodwork. Now the Department of Justice says we're going to protect those women seeking abortions in Texas. The president... (laughs) He weighs in. Oh, it's unconstitutional, unjust. The entire Democrat Party. And now there are reports that suggest young people being indoctrinated in these left wing colleges are saying, I'm not moving to Texas. Crazy. We'll step aside for a break here on Middays. On the show today, Major Johnny Pullis from the Mississippi Highway Patrol will join us at 11.37, give us a wrap-up of the Labor Day. And then at 12.05, Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association, we're going to talk about some of the crazy tax policy that will affect everybody's bank account. That's at 12.05. Middays, we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone Tree Pros. Online at BaroneStreepRose.com.
14: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Secretary of State Antony Blinken denies that any Americans with valid passports or visas are being kept from leaving Afghanistan by the Taliban. They said that they will let people with travel documents freely depart. We will hold them to that. So will dozens of other countries. Secretary Blinken in Doha, Qatar, says the State Department is aware of about 100 American citizens in Afghanistan who want to leave. Responding to a proposed boycott of his state over new abortion restrictions, Lieutenant Governor of Texas calls the city of Portland, Oregon, a dumpster fire and its leaders depraved.
13: The city council is scheduled to vote for tomorrow on an emergency resolution that would not only ban the purchase of goods and services from Texas, it would also bar city employee travel to that state. It comes after the Supreme Court lets stand a Texas law that prohibits abortions around six weeks before some know they're pregnant.
14: Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News.
12: Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
10: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407.
13: 704 new cases of COVID and 21 deaths are being reported in Mississippi today. This new total is a combined number from three o'clock Sunday to three Monday. Our hospitals are overwhelmed. We're losing nurses and it's costing five to $10,000 a day to keep people who may not have any insurance or any ability to pay at all. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman admits it's hard to keep nurses when they make 30 bucks an hour here and they can make a hundred in other states.
9: They're on 12 week patterns to come with a signing bonus for them to stay and then pay them a significant amount at the end of the 12 week period. He's also thinking long term. Last month, I gave out, I think, 57 scholarships to medical students who have agreed if we pay their medical uh, school, which most of them, not all, that they will stay in Mississippi for four years in rural Mississippi.
5: I'm Kelly Bennett. Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors, even if you are fully vaccinated, and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. Yeah!
13: Old school tow boaters will tell you "Ida was the perfect hurricane to destroy the lower part of the Mississippi River around the New Orleans area. Austin Golding with Golding Barge Lines told us the river flowed backward at a significant pace all the way to Baton Rouge for hours.
10: All the fleets are not moored for that. So there was hundreds of barges loose in the lower river and dozens of towboats. Several sunk. Over 350 incidents the Coast Guard's investigating as of Friday. So we're going to have a new number today. So I I would guess it's going to be over 500 piece of equipment that Jeez. will be heavily damaged.
13: Congressman Michael Guest is calling the United States exit from Afghanistan a complete failure, and he shared his belief that Americans are less safe as a result.
9: Many of these terrorist organizations, we're going to see them be able to reform. We're going to see them be able to use Afghanistan as a recruiting base, use Afghanistan uh, as a, a training base.
13: This Saturday is the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi yeah, Media. Here. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the
0: talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: One hour, two middays with Gerard and Rhino here. Ooh, Little wheel in the sky kicking off this hour. Ooh, the On the C Spire text line from Steve. Very, very honorable of you, sir. Thank you and Super Talk for remembering the path with JT with respect, dignity, and honor. I'm a loyal listener for over 20 years now. Local truck driver who had enjoyed J.T.'s humor and knowledge through the years. And, Gerard, I can tell you that you, sir, are indeed the same type of wonderful human being as J.T. was and someone I feel that I need to pay attention to. Thank you again, and I look forward to listening to Middays with you and Rhino. I appreciate that, Steve. Uh, very kind words. And, again, it, uh, it's an honor, and it's a humbling experience. And we're going to do our dead level best. We're we're going to strive for perfection, however that may be measured. And keep it going. Again, I view this as just a passing of the torch. And I believe that JT is pleased. I know this about JT, and I think you can back me up on this, Rhino. While we were filling in for him. In the many, many times that we were blessed to have him join us, remotely call in, I'm pretty sure we would have heard if he weren't happy. <laughs> I just think he's just that he was that kind of honest, transparent, down-to-earth person. He'd have let us know. I'm confident of that. And that's why I sensed, even though, I, like I said, we never talked about it, I'm not sure it would be appropriate to do so, but it was just kind of a, a sense, a feeling, a gut feel. And I've always thought that when you get your heart and your mind aligned, things are right. You should never make decisions unless your heart and mind are aligned. Think about that, folks. And it's something that, honestly, I learned the hard way. I made the mistakes. We all do. But I just want to share that and pass that on in the hopes that our audience will take that to heart and pass it on as well. I do believe that is is critical to, to just being at peace in your head and in your heart because you've got to get those two aligned. It's also critical for decision-making and critical for success. What I can't fathom is how folks can try to trick that reality with lies to the point that they've persuaded themselves that their lies are fact. And I think that there's a piece of them that knows this probably isn't true, and rather than checking on the veracity of whatever it is, doing some due diligence on their own, they choose not to because it destroys their narrative. It gets in the way of something they covet. That, that, my friends, is greed. Greed is not trying to win every game, not trying to optimize your bank account, not trying to earn legitimately through providing societal value, success and wealth. That's not greed. Greed is coveting and aspiring and coming into ownership in possession of something which you did not rightfully gain. That's greed. Greed is the hubris which you could define as our government, in particular now I'm focused on the left side of our current, present regime. They believe they can manage A $19 trillion economy better, more effectively, with better outcomes than the market. That is greed. That's greed. Oh, no. You people out there, you don't know how to operate your own financial affairs. You don't know how to innovate. You don't know how to create. You don't know how to serve people. We do. We'll tell you how to do that. That's greed. And you want to attack CEOs? Okay, fine, attack them. How many people you think can do those jobs? Maybe that's a, there's a reason why boards compete for those rare talents, and they compete by compensation. I tell you how many people can do them. Fewer that can hit a ninety five miles an hour fastball. Yet those people, and I don't begrudge them of this, I hope they make tens of millions of dollars hitting 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. That's the market at work. Get out of the way.
2: But you also can't expect the guy hocking beer in the stands to make as much as the guy that hits the 95 mile per hour fastball, even though they're all a part of the same organization. Uh,
3: exactly right. So the, what is the government's plan to correct that imbalance, it's not so much to try to see that opportunity exists for the guy in the stands. No, to continue to move up the economic ladder by getting the hell out of the way. Oh no, let's go do a lobotomy or cut the legs off. Let's let's look at the the uh, the case of a sporting event. Let's just cut the legs and the hands off of the hitter there. That'll equalize it. Now they can't hit that fastball and make those millions of dollars. We fixed it. That's what they want to do. Let's just extract the brains out of those corporate CEOs. That'll do it. They won't be able to earn that money anymore at the helm. That's just sick. It's crazy. You want to earn CEO pay? Be a CEO! You get a board to hire you? Knock yourself out! Don't begrudge others. The first step to achieving personal financial success is to quit counting other people's money. That's all they do. That ways and means discussion, when I look at all those ridiculous taxes, that's all about counting other people's money. Take that, take that, take that, give it here, give it there. That's all they're doing. That doesn't produce societal value. That doesn't improve the quality of life. And they'll say, oh, yeah, well, they have more money. Right, well, we're just going to drop it on them. Does that really fulfill you? How can you... How can any self-respecting person say, oh, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm not doing anything. I'm not contributing. I'm not working. I just believe that goes against the grain of human nature. But, man, they got more schemes of how they're going to tax. It's estates. It's capital gains. It's stock buybacks. And when Gordon Fellows comes on later today, the president of the Mississippi Bankers Association, you're going to learn how the government in this bill is calling for banks to report all activity in your personal accounts, your checking account, your money market accounts, all activity of transactions of $600 and up. Just going to send that to the IRS, and they're going to match that up with your tax return through a bunch of algorithms to figure out whether or not the taxes you rep- you paid, you computed, when you set in your return, correspond, in, in accordance with their algorithms, with all that activity. The government is going to have all your personal financial activity. Think about that.
2: Yeah, it don't take a whole lot of financial activity to hit a $600 threshold in a year.
3: No. unbelievable that's that's so they can deploy the irs brown shirts and you have to deal with it whether you like it or not you don't have a choice you got to deal with it that's what's disgusting about it you think they're just coming after these rich people you got it wrong you know why they ain't got enough money to pay for all the programs you're on the radar time for a break here on middays at 1137 we've got major johnny Pullis, director of public affairs for the mississippi highway patrol and then gordon fellows at 1205 we got more talk as well we'll be right back
8: are you having sewer and drain problems
12: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
16: Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or
10: online at BenNelson.com. The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
6: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do
3: back. Thanks for joining us. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on the air. You know, I think this situation with the president, by the way, his poll numbers are, he's upside down now. He is below 50%. You know, I normally don't like to try to judge folks on the basis of anything physical. I just don't. But whether, whether it's race or gender or any sort of other physical attributes, it just shouldn't matter, in my, in my view. I'm way more focused on, from a political perspective, on policy and philosophy and, and view of the role of government. But there's just something about the, the most powerful job, really, on the planet, the commander-in-chief Uh, the U.S., the President of the United States. Whenever you see President Biden, you can't help but notice how feeble and frail his his movements are so slow. And it's bothersome, and maybe that's being unfair. But there's something to be said, I believe, in terms of just the visual projection. When you are a leader, you, you got to have a little energy about you. And when you watch him walk, its steps are just one in front of the other. And I don't think it's because he's disabled or has any sort of uh, physical ailment along those lines. Even his hand movements. You watch him take that mask off. It's like he's just so slow. And remember... For those on the left that might think this is unfair criticism, what about when President Trump addressed the graduate of West Point? You remember the big hullabaloo over that? Oh my gosh, he had to use his other hand to lift his glass of water because he'd been standing there determined to not move and to stand with a degree of reverence and respect for what was in front of him that being the graduates. And then, of course, they talked about how he kind of had to exit the stage a little gingerly down the ramp. Yeah, he'd been standing up for, what was it, two hours? Without z- zero break. No sitting. They just went nuts over that. Yet this guy, every single day, well, I shouldn't say that, he doesn't make himself visible every day, but when he does... It just seems to project weakness. God forgive me if that's an unfair criticism, but there's just something to be said where those being led expect their leader to just show and exhibit a little bit more strength and energy. Even if it means you've got to just force yourself to the best you can to do it consciously. Is that wrong? Is is that a problem? Do our enemies pick up on this? I say they do. I say they do. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard, we've got airplanes with, I believe, Americans on them, right? Poised to take off and exit the country, and they can't get out. Because the Taliban won't let them out. And the State Department says we can't help. <laughs> the spin is the Taliban won't let the planes leave. Right. Well, the, the people are on the planes, so they're not letting the people leave either. They're... You're telling me they're making that distinction between the planes and the, and the people that are boarded on the plane? Yeah, they're, they're trying to say the people can leave whenever they want. The planes can't go. you got to be kidding me. They're parsing it like that? Well, it's. Did you hear about the new chant that seems to be circulating the college football games in the stadiums? (laughs) It's. It's. I mean, there's a. I've got a report here. We can't play it on the air, by the way. But it's f bomb Biden. I think we can say that. And there's a report. He was in the Daily Wire, and it published more than half a dozen tweets from college campuses across this nation. Football season obviously opening this past weekend, and they're in the stands. What's going on there? That may get a, earn them an F in, in some of these classes where they got these far left wing loon professors. I tell you what's going on. I think they're starting to wake up. The one thing. Most people do understand, even far-left ideologues or or those that seem to be buying into it. Freedom is a pretty damn important thing. And you can't get these images out of your head of what we witnessed in Afghanistan. You just can't. And I think it's going to stick. I really do. And there were some great articles I caught over the weekend, one by Michael Goodwin in the Wall Street Journal, but the other one, one of my favorite writers, I, I agree with her, I would say, most of the time, and that's Peggy Noonan. And she just thinks, this thing's going to stick. This thing's going to stay. And was just interesting reading her take on it, and it's just basically summarizes people just ain't happy. They're, they're starting to wake up, see what we're seeing. By the way, he's now in New Jersey surveying damage from Ida, which was significant. I still have some business relationship with the state of New Jersey, an old client, and was trying to contact them last week, last thursday and they, and they did get an email back from one of those that uh, works at the agency that we uh still have a relationship with through a, a, a company that i still have some part ownership in and basically said everybody's gone because of the weather they shut down today but i'm looking at him and you know so he just looks weak and frail and he's just reading this time not from a teleprompter, but from a piece of paper, and his head's just buried, focused on that piece of paper as, as he's reading these prepared remarks. He's in Hillsborough Township, New Jersey. But I think this stuff is going to stick. I just feel like it is. I I don't see how we can get these images out of our head. But more importantly, now we've got folks that are experienced Military who were saying this ain't over. Taliban's taken over the country now. They basically have declared victory. We got it. And their belief is that they're going to harbor terrorists, they're going to allow terrorist activity to establish and organize. and and terrorists themselves. And I just fear what might occur. And whatever it is, no matter how big or small, it will point straight at him. I think even his most ardent supporters will hold him responsible. That's what's at risk for him politically but this was all about politics got to have a big deal on 911 got to have a photo op it was all about that doesn't matter if we're not ready doesn't matter what's going to happen it's uh it's just time and we going to we're going to by god we're going to march towards this deadline and take this action no matter what
2: Oh, and by the way, everything that went wrong was planned for,
3: except when it wasn't. Right. This is what they say, which is disingenuous. They're declaring victory. By the way, Jeff in Forrest County, our old friend, he says 45 looks tired. you got to be kidding me, Jeff. See the difference is, Jeff, he sent these side-by-side photos. The photo you sent of President Trump looks like a guy that's been working, likely at a rally because he's carrying his hat. Probably the third one of the day, a 14-hour day. And the one you sent with Joe Biden is such an anomaly. He looks like he probably just rolled out of bed and he's getting on Marine One. He hasn't done squat. That is so disingenuous. You epitomize what we're talking about here. And being disingenuous, untrue. You epitomize it. I'm telling you, man. People are sick of it. Are you running for office? Seems like it. We'll take a break. When we come back, Major Johnny Paulus will join us.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 70. A look at your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny, high near 90. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
15: For the highest quality comprehensive eye care for your
13: entire family, you need to visit Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Flora. All three locations offer eye health and eye care examinations as well as treatment for eye disease. And we have a wide array of the latest frames and sunglasses from your favorite designers. Most major insurance accepted. Click to call a clinic near you at optical-2000.com. Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and open Wednesdays in Flora.
12: That's msblood.com. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and
6: homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects.
9: We have all kinds of stuff.
6: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone.
9: That's right, Zeta.
6: I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com
15: Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 704 new cases of COVID and 21 deaths are being reported in Mississippi today. This new total is a combined number from three o'clock Sunday to three Monday. Our hospitals are overwhelmed. We're losing nurses, and it's costing five to ten thousand dollars a day to keep people who may not have any insurance or any ability to pay at all. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman admits it's hard to keep nurses when they make thirty bucks an hour here, and they can make 100 in other states.
9: They're on 12-week patterns to come with a signing bonus for them to stay, and then pay them a significant amount at the end of the 12-week period. He's also thinking long-term. Last month, I gave out, I think, 57 scholarships to medical students who have agreed, if we pay their medical uh, school expenses, most of them not all, that they will stay in Mississippi for four years in rural Mississippi.
4: I'm Kelly Bennett. Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gibbert. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, on Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Sunlight hurts my eyes, something without want warning love, that's heavy on my mind, then I look
3: at you. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi. Joining us now on the line, Major Johnny Paulus the Director of Public Affairs for Mississippi Highway Patrol. Major, how are you today, sir?
18: Uh, good morning, Gerard. Doing well.
3: Well, tell us about uh, how we did over the Labor Day weekend in terms of traveling the roadways in Mississippi.
18: Well, I can tell you it was a very, very busy uh, travel enforcement period for all law enforcement throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we encountered a lot of traffic. Uh, on our roadways and unfortunately uh it was it was a deadly weekend for us as well
3: hmm well i hate to hear that uh major any particular area of the state that experienced the the greatest number of of crashes and fatalities
18: well we, we had six fatalities statewide and that's what the mississippi highway patrol investigated on state federal highways and interstate systems we had um we actually had two fatalities in Tunica County, two in Grenada, and and two in Lincoln County.
3: Mm -hmm. Anything in particular, Major, you attribute this to? This was unexpected, was it not?
18: Well, we actually had seven fatalities investigated for the 2020 enforcement period. Uh, So, you know, one is too many Girardas, as, as, sure. as you well know. Sure. Uh, we did see a, uh, an increase in crashes investigated as well. But, but we ha- we have to emphasize and, and remind the motoring public that we, we're still dealing with recovery efforts in Louisiana mm-hmm. in regards to Hurricane Ida. So there is a tremendous volume of traffic, and, and a, as you well know, that definitely contributes traffic congestion and delays on the roadway. So we're asking the motoring public to be mindful. We've gotten past the holiday weekend, but we're still encountering, again, a lot of traffic in regards to Hurricane Ida recovery efforts.
3: I got you. I got you. So what advice do you have, Major, to the motoring public?
18: Well, again, it's traveling on the roadways. Until we can get through this, uh, with with hurricane Ida recovery efforts, we're just asking everyone to to please put all good driving habits in place. Um, keep in mind, you're gonna come you're gonna come in contact with with traffic jams, congestions. There's going to be delays, but the motoring public can help us if you can give yourself enough time to reach your destination. That helps law enforcement out tremendously where they can focus on on other issues, again, with the recovery efforts.
3: Oh, I got you. So um, mm, I, I, it's just it's so disheartening to hear that. I, I thought uh, every time you and I have talked on these major holidays, we seem to have been doing pretty well. I uh, really hate to hear that we kind of had a letdown here, but I, I guess with the, the volume of traffic and the storm that came through, uh, maybe this is uh, just a result of that, as, you, as well, you indicated.
18: Well, well, keep in mind, we still deal with distracted driving issues. Yeah. We're still dealing with uh, passengers, drivers not being restrained. And by the way, Gerard, you and I have discussed this topic before, but we're seeing We're constantly seeing an increase in child restraint citations, and and we cannot place enough emphasis on on the fact that these children rely on us to properly restrain them in a motor vehicle. We really want to see those numbers go down. We want to see more children in Mississippi being properly restrained.
3: Yeah. Golly! So, what are the what are the next big uh, travel weekends coming up that we need to be aware of?
18: Well, you will you will hear from the agency. Uh, Commissioner Tennell and Colonel Ginn are constantly working on campaigns to, to get the message out. As you well know, when it comes to safe driving, the Drive campaign uh, continues in in our schools, uh, civic organizations across the state. Again, just to to keep it fresh in people's minds, how important it is. Uh, travel safely, safely. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's what we try to do, Gerard, as yeah. you well know. Is just, I know people probably get tired of the same old message, but if, if we could just see a reduction in traffic crashes and a reduction in traffic fatalities, maybe we wouldn't have to discuss it as much. Yeah.
3: Major, I guess the, the other thing is we, we've got these, uh, uh, this this busy travel going on. We've also got football games, right? So we got a lot of folks on the roads that are going back and forth to football games, and that can be a problem as well, can it not?
18: Again, and it, and it definitely it puts more it puts more stress on law enforcement agencies around the state because, yeah. as you well know, law enforcement officers are stretched thin. But again, we this is what we sign up for. We sign up to serve and protect and every agency in the state is going to do that that is our mission public safety
3: yeah you know the other thing that probably gets overlooked i think uh, major to just the, uh, the average uh, mississippian is that the men and women of the highway patrol that work these crashes and 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 come upon these fatalities this has a tremendous emotional uh, impact on them personally does it not
18: yeah, well, absolutely, because at the end of the day, every law enforcement officer, when they end their shift, yeah, and and and, and they get out of that that patrol vehicle, they're still human, Gerard. Yeah, they, they have training, and it's expected. You know, officers, we do we do the job, but you're exactly right. Yeah. We're still human, and <laughs> no fatality is you know something that an officer wants to have to investigate or deal with, and the families of law enforcement officers sure. and first responders deal with that as well.
3: Are there resources available to a Major, to kind of help them deal and manage through some of these emotional
18: issues? Absol- absolutely, Gerard. And, and Colonel Randigan and the commissioner, again, are working on a program yeah. to implement into the Department of Public Safety that will address that exact issue.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's just I think that it's not uh, – It's the way it's reported, it's almost kind of sanitized. And I I understand that's the way it has to be. But down there in the trenches, when they come upon these crashes and, and, again, these fatalities, God bless them. I don't see how they deal with it, honestly. It takes a special individual. And as you said, and we all know this, they sign up for it. But it, it still doesn't diminish the fact that, as you indicated, they're humans and they got to manage through it.
18: Well, you're right. And I think every officer is different, but I can tell you that most officers that I've talked to throughout my 23, 23 year career, yeah. the worst thing about the job is knocking on someone's yeah. door Gosh. to notify them a loved one's not going to make it home.
3: Gosh, yeah, that's, that's really incredible. Uh, What about our our ranks of uh, men and women in the highway patrol? How are we doing there? I know we're always looking for for good folks to to join up and serve. How are we doing there?
18: Well, you know, we just graduated a class, and those troopers are on their field training uh, program right now. And I would say probably in another month they will be out on their own, serving and protecting the people of Mississippi. The commissioner and colonel are constantly working on ways to have uh, uh, an additional trooper school uh, to to fill the ranks so we can go out and just have the manpower necessary to investigate these crashes and and keep people safe.
3: Is there anything you can share with us, Major, that uh, would be of interest uh, to our audience with respect to uh, initiatives or programs or efforts or uh, just uh, the scope of the highway patrol in general?
18: Well, you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of different divisions that are under the Mississippi Highway Patrol umbrella. Uh, special operations group, uh, working with with Louisiana officials again with the recovery efforts uh, in Hurricane Ida, uh, and you know, the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation stays busy constantly investigating officer-involved shootings or anything that that a law enforcement agency in the state. Uh, also, for NBI to come and investigate. Yeah. So a lot of moving parts uh, within the Mississippi Highway Patrol, you know, our recruiting efforts are ongoing yeah. and we just ask everyone uh, to keep in touch with social media, keep in touch with the Mississippi Department of Public Safety and Mississippi Highway Patrol social media when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. We, re- we will be constantly putting information out, to update. Uh, everyone, when it comes to a trooper school, uh, whenever one is approved, and when we start it, so we're, yeah. we're looking forward to that.
3: Major, always a pleasure having you on, sir, and, and thanks so much uh, for what you do. And please pass on our our gratitude to the men and women who serve in the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Thank you, sir.
18: Thank you, Dor. Thank you very much.
3: We'll be right back with more talk at 12.05 after the break. We've got Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association. Stay with us. Middays. We'll be right back.
7: Find new roads. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
17: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Cattle producers for 35 years have been bankrolling one of the nation's most iconic marketing campaigns, but now many want to end the program that created the Beef It's What's for Dinner slogan. Once the rancher's beef, it's that the mandatory fee of one dollar per head of cattle sold is not specifically promoting American beef at a time when imports are flooding the market and plant-based or fake meat products are proliferating in grocery stores. The American consumer is being deceived at the meat counter, and our checkoff funds do not do anything to help create clarity or answer the question of where was the sirloin born, raised, and harvested? Says Karina Jones, a Nebraska cattle rancher and a field director of the RCAF USA Trade Group. Opponents of the Beef Checkoff Program are urging cattle producers to sign a petition calling for a referendum vote on terminating the program. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion.
2: Determination.
13: At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives
16: every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need.
2: My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov.
1: Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
15: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org.
4: to good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
8: Keep rolling. 3, 2, 1.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Sonora work it all the time my girl's name is Sonora I tell you friends I adore her and when she dances oh brother she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather Jump in the line rocky
18: body and time okay I believe
3: welcome back everyone middays I with Gerard I Gibbard I on the air super talk Mississippi okay. okay. don't forget after the news break. At the top of the hour, we've we've got uh, Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association. We're going to talk about this ridiculously onerous and intrusive, invasive policy provision of the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill that would have require banks to submit all activity for accounts with greater than $600 dollars per transaction, in, in, in any given transaction that they report. And that's so the IRS can make sure you don't cheat them out of any taxes. you got to have all they can get for that helicopter money, except that's the ruse. They won't be honest about it. Even the taxes they're considering don't come remotely close to covering the spending. It doesn't
2: even cover the 100,000 IRS workers they want to hire to do all this.
3: True. It's just simple math. But they will not explain it to the public because it tears down their narrative. And if the choice were, let's improve the economic situation for the country at large. Let's make a better environment in which to work, to form capital to fund, start businesses, to expand businesses, if the choice were that, or punishing those at the top of the asset and income ladder, they would opt for the latter. They want to punish because they believe that produces political value for them remember it's all about what can i do to get me reelected in the next cycle so that i can stay here and live off you permanently what can i do well it seems to be pretty popular to just tax and punish those dirty greedy wealthy ceos they also want to tax on that with the ratio is out of whack so what if that means, okay, we're going to pay CEOs less? Because this is what I believe. And why we're all focused on that is such a tiny amount of money. It doesn't raise squat. I mean, we crap on that amount of money on a daily basis in the federal government. It doesn't raise any money. It's not about that. It's about, look, I punished those CEOs. Vote for me. Yeah, punish those people. They got more than me. They got to go down. So we've had one person texted in. I can't find it now, right? I know so many coming in. They really do appreciate all the engagement. Well, you know, the average CEO pay has gone up X percent, I don't know, 900 percent since the 70s. Okay. And that has exceeded the rate at which worker pay has gone up. Well, i got a solution for that. Just become a CEO. And even though I would venture to say the vast majority of us, maybe all of us, won't become the CEO of a fortune company and, and earn that level of pay, you know what? I want to know that it's still out there. Just knowing that there are no limits on the opportunity Blue sky. That equals freedom. That equals market. Tyranny exists when they say, nope, you made enough. Right? Was it Bernie Sanders and a couple of the other left-wing ideologues that say, I don't know why we have billionaires. We don't need any billionaires. I really? I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with aspiring to the highest of all levels, and then some? What's wrong with that? And to suggest that they got there without producing incredible societal value is just, again, being disingenuous. You hear this narrative all the time. Well, they all inherited it. No. There are about 750 billionaires in this country the overwhelming vast majority of them are newly minted. They didn't inherit it. You don't think Jeff Bezos, who's one of them, is creating societal value? Well, then just stop all that use of the Internet because you're using the cloud services that he invented. And you're making him filthy rich. Stop doing it! We'll see how long. Put those phones down. Get off the Internet. We'll take a break right here on Middays. When we return, Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association. Stay with us.
0: Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster.
14: The Taliban announces the leaders of a new government in Afghanistan. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says it's the Biden administration's understanding that Americans with proper documentation are being allowed to leave the country. As for reports of Americans at an airport in northern Afghanistan...
4: while well, we are in touch with American citizens directly. Beyond that, we don't have an assessment of manifest what security protocols and measures are taken.
14: Secretary of State Antony Blinken today says there are about 100 American citizens trying to leave. A coronavirus outbreak has every school in Burnet, Texas, closed for at least today and tomorrow. It comes as hospitals throughout Texas also report shortages of ICU.
9: The Delta variant
11: is going after, for the most part, the unvaccinated. Stephen
14: Love, president of the DFW Hospital Council, there says the Wall Street Journal also reports at least 1,000 schools in 31 states have closed down since classes began due to COVID cases. Fox's Jeff also Americans listening to Fox News.
13: Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Defense recently deployed medical personnel to support Mississippi during the pandemic. Dr. Jeremy Blanchard is chief medical officer at North Mississippi Health Services.
12: We have soldiers from uh, San Antonio. We have soldiers from Tacoma, Washington. Soldiers from Fort Polk, Louisiana, and they each come from their own home spots. Even from Tennessee, uh, one of the nurses. So what you're seeing is really America at its finest.
13: No Lane Kiffin? No problem for Ole Miss as they cruised to a season-opening 43-24 victory over Louisville in Atlanta. A second-year head coach was impressed by his team's effort from a distance and joked that maybe it should stay that way moving forward.
19: they play like that without me on the road, I'm good with it. i just stay here. I'm already, already here and i not got to travel back.
13: For a full recap of last night's game, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett
5: Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Plus, you could save up to $150. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash connect now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's viasatcom slash connect now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions.
13: Yeah. Hundreds of calls came into Senator Cindy Hyde Smith's office when Americans and our allies realized there was only one way out of Afghanistan.
5: Being on the phone, talking to these people that I've never met before, and trying to maneuver the safety for them to be able to exit, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just damaged, Dave. It's just damaged
13: our. International standing. She calls it a disastrous withdrawal and continues to demand answers from the Biden administration. Blood supply remains at a critical low. Merle Eldridge with Mississippi Blood Services says donations are needed to ensure hospitals have what they need in case of an emergency.
4: 9.9 9 times out of 10, the product used is O negative, and we just simply don't have it on the shelves. And a lot of people think, well, if that should happen, I'll go in and donate. But that's not how it works. It's the blood that's on the shelf right now that saves lives. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard Gibbert rolling into the afternoon on this Tuesday after Labor Day. Joining us now, Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association. Hey, Gordon, how are you today, sir?
19: Gerard, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And uh, let me say congratulations on the new show. uh, I'm I'm excited for you. And and on the flip side of the coin, I think this is my first time to be on with you since uh, since J.T. passed away. And certainly... Extended condolences to, to the whole Supertalk family and to JT's family. That was a tough deal, but I'm, I'm happy for you here.
3: Appreciate that, Gordon. Thanks, Thanks a lot, sir. Really appreciate that. So uh, I suggest to get you on uh, today, uh, talk to Alex Payton, our great uh, content director, about scheduling you to talk about the Democrats up in Washington are just cooking up new schemes, new ways to generate more revenue And one of those they are considering would affect your industry, your members most directly, and that there is a provision that would require reporting by financial institutions of all activity greater than $600 directly to the IRS. I think currently deposits, right, of $10,000. Uh, or more mm-hmm. or greater are reported. We're talking about lowering that threshold all the way down to 600. And, and the idea that is, uh, is is being pronounced as part of this is that this would enable the IRS to, of course, use various algorithms to kind of match up that activity with one's tax return. And if something looks like it doesn't quite correspond, maybe you get a call and you get chosen, <laughs> lucky one, for an audit. What do you think?
19: Yeah, so it, it, it is really troubling. Just to add a little clarity here, so the, the $10,000 threshold is, is is related to Bank Secrecy Act, so that's that okay. makes sure that there's not some sort of illicit activity happening. That gets reported to a different entity, a law enforcement entity called FinCEN. Okay. It's, it's housed under Treasury, but that's not, not directly reported to the IRS. Um, so it's a totally... A totally different and new regime. Uh, that ten thousand dollar piece stays in place, and and, and, and that's not going to go away. But what's so troubling about this is it's not six hundred dollars um, in in one transaction. It's six hundred dollars aggregate across the account over the, the course of a year. Okay. So that's fifty bucks a month going in or out of a <laughs> deposit account or a loan account. Um, and and that's, I mean, that's an awfully low bar here. Um, and really. Uh, maybe that give you a little bit of background. How do we get to this, right? So, uh, when, when, when the government wants to spend trillions of dollars, they got to come up with ways to fund it, right? And so somebody in, in Treasury or the IRS sort of said, well, maybe there's a way we can, we can, we can, we can squeeze more money out of taxpayers. Maybe we can come up with a, another couple 40 or 50 billion dollars a year and, and that'll help cover uh, five trillion, or three trillion, or four trillion, or whatever the number is going to be, uh, dollars in new spending, and that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So this this showed up in in the president's proposal. It hasn't actually shown up in legislation yet. So right. that, that's an important distinction. Uh, but the president proposed what what they called the green book for how to fund this multi-trillion dollar um, program or collection of programs in June, um, and we started looking at it then. Uh, You know, the Senate kind of went first with infrastructure. so we talked to our senators about it. Um, Senator Hyde-Smith actually asked some pretty direct questions to Secretary Yellen about this in a hearing in June. Um, and, And what struck me from that hearing was, you know, on one hand, how do you keep taxpayer data safe? Right. Like in June of this year. Uh, a lot of taxpayer data was was leaked right so you mentioned Jeff Bezos in the in the in the, yeah. in the segment before I joined you here his his tax data was was made public in right. june of this year by propublica um so how did propublica get that did, did somebody hack the irs did, did an irs employee just leave work one day with with a bunch of tax data on a bunch of individuals and make it public you know, we don't know yet but um to, to sort of say, so, so we asked, or Senator Smith asked uh, Secretary Yellen, how are you going to keep this data safe? And Secretary Yellen said, well, we don't have enough resources to protect the data we have. We need Congress to give us more money so we can, we can hire more people. And and, and 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 do a better job with cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And th- that was on one hand. And then on the other hand, five minutes later, the secretary said, we're also not getting enough data on Americans <laughs> to really know if they're paying what they're <laughs> supposed to pay. So we need more data and we need the banks to give it to us. And and that just doesn't make any kind of walking around sense to me, right? Like, uh, g- get your house in order first and, and then maybe talk about all this. But. Um, it, it, it is really troubling. Um, Senator Wicker and some of the other lead Republicans that were involved in, in the um, uh, the transportation bill were able to keep this out of the transportation bill, right? Yeah. Senator Sanders and Senator Warren and others really wanted to push this into the transportation bill, um, but uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of smart people were able to keep it out on the Senate side. Now that it seems like the House is going to go forward with this budget reconciliation bill, and there's probably not going to be any Republican input in that, um, I, I think it's it's very high likelihood that, that this proposal gets included uh, in somehow in, in a House House bill that comes out. So we haven't seen legislative language yet. We don't know exactly what it will look like. Um, but the, the White House proposal uh, is... Uh, All bank accounts, all credit union accounts, all investment accounts uh, that have an aggregate of $600 in in a calendar year uh, would would have sort of all types of information related to those accounts reported. In addition, um, online payment uh, folks, so like people like PayPal and Venmo, uh, those kind of non-bank payment entities would also have to file reports with the IRS on transactions. And even crypto um, uh, aggregators uh, will have to file uh, with the IRS. So, and, it, and, it would, and and the White House proposal gives the IRS and the Treasury Secretary pretty broad leeway in in putting together the rules as to how all this would would play out. I think what what's important for your audience today is to know this is out there. This has been flying under the radar because you know, when you're talking about three and a half, four trillion dollars, it's easy to get sort of sticker shock, and, and nobody really knows what's in it yet. Um, but it's important to know this is out there. It's being discussed. Um, actually, Morning Consult did a poll on it that just came out. It, it, it's got 67% disapproval as an idea. Wow. 50% of Democrats don't approve of it. 73% of Independents don't approve of it. You know, so it, it's, it's it's a very unpopular idea as of the poll that we've seen this morning. Uh, but it's also not getting a lot of attention. So I think it's important for account holders, uh, if, if you have a banking relationship if you if you spend money in any way, uh, you probably need to reach out to Congress and tell them this is a bad idea and they need to be paying attention to it. Our House members understand it. Uh, they're engaged in it. Certainly our senators have been pushing back actively on this. But uh, I'm afraid this is going to turn into one of those things where Joe Manchin, you know, and maybe Kristen Sinema are the two people to decide whether or not this ultimately happens or not. I mean, that you could foresee how it could get to that. So it, it's troubling for sure.
3: And I think it's fair to say, is it not, Gordon, that uh, in terms of the cost of collecting, aggregating, providing, submitting, processing this information, there are costs associated with that. It just, just doesn't drop out of computers, and those costs have to be accounted for, recovered somehow, from your members in the industry in general.
19: Absolutely, and the IRS has not done a cost-benefit analysis on this proposal at all, right? We, we, uh, it, it will certainly cost money, and some of that will depend on how specific the regs would be once we see them. Um, but it, it's not going to just be uh, an easy thing for banks to gather all this data and report it. Um, so, yes, yeah, it, it, there, there will be an increased cost that, that ultimately is felt by consumers because of this. And, uh, and, and, and you, if you start thinking about the dollars and cents of it, you're talking about increasing costs, for maybe, maybe $45 billion in new funding a year, which is, you know, a small percentage of four and a half trillion. Uh, And that just doesn't make a lot of sense either. So you're talking about less than 500 billion in a 10 year period to help cover a four and a half or three and a half or whatever trillion dollar thing. It doesn't make any sense to me On, on the number side, on the security side, the risk side, or even sort of on the more, you know, is this is this the traditional America we we, we all sort of love where, you know, you have the it's right to privacy? I, I just I don't understand it.
3: And as you're probably well aware, uh, Gordon, there were lots of amendments that were filed, all defeated, to include uh, lots of reporting from the crypto industry. That were actually filed as amendments to the the one point five excuse me trillion. There is no more billion in the federal government. One point five trillion dollar yeah. infrastructure bill that did pass the Senate. Those amendments were defeated. None of them made it. But it's pretty clear they're coming after the crypto industry with uh, a lot of uh, energy as well.
19: Yeah, that's right, and, and I, I think you had one of my members, Sean Oxford, on to we talk did. about crypto a few weeks ago. He he knows a lot more about that than, than I do. But yeah, it's uh, it, that's an industry that's in the in the crosshairs for sure.
3: Gordon, appreciate you joining us and and giving us some insight on that. Uh, let's just hope that uh, Republicans and maybe we'll be joined by Mansion and Cinema, the senators that are more moderate in nature to keeping this thing from becoming a reality. Really appreciate it. Thanks for for joining us today, Gordon.
19: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Like I said, it's clearly unpopular, so folks, just need to know about this. It's been flying under the radar for too long, so thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about it.
3: You got it. We'll talk soon. We'll be right back here on Middays after these messages. Stay with us.
7: Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to clintonbodyshop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's clintonbodyshop.com.
12: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since
6: 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects.
7: We have all kinds
9: of stuff.
6: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone.
9: That's right, Zeta.
6: I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com.
8: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Middays with Gerard Garrett.
12: What? What? This is so awesome.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi. No.
3: That would be ABBA. That is a 70s throwback there. I asked Rhino to spring that one, dig it up from the archives, (laughs) digital archives, because the Swedish foursome, they're staging a comeback. After 40 years, they've got a concert tour, which includes holograms. You're shaking your head. You're standing in line to buy the tickets, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt.
2: (laughs) They had not been a band since before I was born.
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They've even got a brand new album. Voyage is the name of it. I haven't heard any of it. (laughs) Of course, who could forget Dancing Queen? It was such simple, almost dumb music. But... Golly, at one time, I don't know if it's still the case, they like had the record for the most sales of albums when they did it that way. They were uh they were brilliant in terms of their understanding of how to commercialize popular music. That's what they were good at it. And they commercialized it, appealed to a broad audience, and made a whole bunch of money doing it. Touring the world. Of course, they were married uh, and then they broke up, I think, right? If I'm not mistaken. And I think Knowing Me, Knowing You was the song that was about the breakup. up. That's kind of how they announced it to the world. But, they're back in action. You know, appreciate Gordon coming on and talking to us about This nonsense of reporting every single account that has activity greater than 600 bucks a year in it to the IRS. What a nightmare. What a joke. Even the Democrats appreciate Gordon sharing that polling info with us as well. Even the Democrats oppose this intrusion. But this is what they want. They're just looking for any and every way to raise money to give away. That's just the truth. To fund these programs. But it still doesn't come close to doing it. It's it's all symbolism. Look, it's revenue neutral. (laughs) You know, all that kind of garbage. No, it's not. You're lying. So, One thing that should be mentioned, however, and even though Gord's right, this has not uh, been enacted, it's being considered, but Democrat Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, he is presiding over a Senate Finance Committee, I think which is part of the Ways and Means Committee, whose sole purpose is to figure out how to raise more money, how to tax more? and they're just coming up with all kinds of ways to do that the um, they're looking at again treating corporate buybacks and dividends similarly for tax purposes they say that raise about 70 billion bucks a year petty cash in the scheme of the federal government that's just to again to keep corporations from buying back stock which is an oft-used tool just to prop up the value of the stock to attract an investor so they can invest and hire and expand and produce societal value. Oh, shame on them for doing that. They also want to lower the exemption of estates that transfer from the present $11.7 million lifetime exclusion per individual, double that for couples, to five million they uh, actually originally wanted it to be a million and two respectively single and married but they, they came up on that house oh, they also want a tax on carbon content of fossil fuels starting at fifteen dollars a ton a carbon tax on major industrial emitters like steel, cement, and chemicals, and a per-barrel tax on crude oil. In other words, it will cost you 7 bucks a gallon to put gas in your tank. And, of course, there would be all sorts of rebates for low-income taxpayers, shifting more of the tax burden to high-income earners. The goal is for a sliver of the population to shoulder the burden of all revenue generation of the government and the rest of the population to receive, not just pay zero taxes, actually receive money back from the government. Case in point, for the first time ever, Not only did more than half of the households in the United States in 2020 pay zero federal income tax, as it turns out, 61 percent, nearly two-thirds of the households in this country paid zero income taxes for federal purposes in 2020. Two-thirds of the households, zero 107 million households, zero federal taxes. Unprecedented. It's usually hovered around 45% or so. It's up. And, of course, that's because of all the helicopter money they got dropped, which they want to make permanent. That, I think, is a recipe for failure. This is class warfare at its finest. This is Marxism. The goal, of course, is to engender societal conflict. That's the goal. They're doing a pretty dead-gum-good job of it.
2: To, to me, put all these big numbers in perspective, I'm looking at a, at a graph that goes back all the way to 2006, and uh, trying to find the lowest daily amount spent by the U.S. government. Let's see. In recent months, the lowest amount spent was just shy of $16 billion in a day. It was $15.9 billion on in, August 27th. In a day? In a day. On August 16th, the federal government spent $70.2 billion in a day.
3: Okay, so taxing stock buybacks as dividends, which is one of the proposals, would generate less than one day in if it's a $70 billion day.
2: It could cover August 16th. We just got the other 364 to cover.
3: But, you know, one thing Gordon pointed out, of course, was that no cost-benefit analysis had been done. You look at the cost associated, for example, in collecting and processing and reporting all of this individual account activity where the accounts had greater than $600 of inflows and outflows over a year. You look at the cost associated with that. Relative to the benefits, I I just, I think without even doing an in-depth analysis, I I could speculate the cost will grossly exceed the benefits. The same is true here. You think, well, it's okay. So the problem is you hear all too often this refrain. Well, they they can pay more taxes because they can afford it. So tax policy should be driven by someone's opinion of who can afford it? How consistent is that with our Constitution, with the constitutional purpose of government? That is the amount of revenue we should raise. No more, no less. But the problem is there's no consensus. On what the constitutional role of government is clearly because the Democrats believe the constitutional role of government is to confiscate to the most successful in society filter it through their giant government apparatus skim off the top and send it out to the people who keep voting for them to stay in office That, essentially, is the mechanism. It's not about, well, let's see, the Constitution says the federal government is responsible for these functions. That's not how it works. If you think it's defense, defense is less than 20% of our total spending. 80% of the government goes to non-defense activities. And expenses. That's just mathematical fact. Earth, wind, and fire. E, W, and F. And it is September, by the way, so we might have to enjoy that tune later on as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on middays.
8: What your life can truly be. Shine stop for you to see. What your life can truly be. stop for you to see. What your life can truly be.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 70. A look at your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny, high near 90. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 87. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
8: The first-place Mississippi Braves return to Trustmark Park for their final homestand of the 2021 season, Tuesday, September 7th through Sunday, September 12th, versus the Montgomery Biscuits. Join us for Bark in the Park on Tuesday, First Responders Day on Wednesday, and Drew Water's MVP statues for the first 1,000 fans on Thursday, Thursday. On Friday, the first 500 kids, 14 and under, receive a back-to-school backpack courtesy of the Mississippi Department of Health. On Saturday, September 11th, the Braves will honor all first responders and military and feature post-game fireworks presented by the Mississippi Department of Public Safety and Commissioner Sean Tyndall. The regular season concludes with a family fun day, 2.05 p.m. matinee on Sunday. The regular season concludes with a family fun day, 2.05 p.m. matinee on Sunday, September 12th. For tickets and postseason playoff information, visit MississippiBraves.com or call 888-BRAVES-4. Join us this week at Trustmark Park as the m close in on a A South regular season title.
13: The Department of Defense recently deployed medical personnel to support Mississippi during the pandemic. Dr. Jeremy Blanchard is chief medical officer at North Mississippi Health Services.
12: We have soldiers from uh, San Antonio. We have soldiers from Tacoma, Washington, soldiers from Fort Polk, Louisiana, and they each come from their own home spots, even from Tennessee, uh, one of the nurses. So what you're seeing is really America at its finest.
13: No Lane Kiffin? No problem for Ole Miss as they cruise to a season. An opening 43-24 victory over Louisville in Atlanta. The second-year head coach was impressed by his team's effort from a distance and joked that maybe it should stay that way moving forward.
19: They play like that without me on the road. I'm good with it. I just stay here. I'm already already here. Don't got to travel back.
13: For a full recap of last night's game, visit Supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: Attention, adoring fans! It's
0: time for midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: To middays with Gerard Gibbard on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studio. We're just talking about money and taxes. Man. And I was
2: I was pointing out during the break, it's easy to talk about these large numbers and not really wrap your head around it. Yeah. You talk about millions and billions and now trillions, and the, the words kind of lose meaning unless you really apply yourself and, and think about it in a different way. So to put that in perspective of something we've all experienced, time. Take a million seconds, and you've got eleven and a half, eleven and two thirds days worth of seconds. Yeah. Compare that to a billion seconds, where you count up a billion seconds—one Mississippi, two Mississippi—you do that a billion times. That's thirty-one and two-thirds years. Then you go up to the big one, trillions. If you have a trillion seconds, that's 31,000-plus
3: years. (laughs) God dang. That's unbelievable. Well, and and again, when you talk about money, either taxes or spending, as it pertains or in the context of the federal government, the denomination is trillions. (laughs) It's the only one that makes sense. It it may not be a full trillion, but it's a good part of a trillion, almost everything, if not everything. Johnny and Tupelo says, talking about the six hundred dollar threshold for reporting activity to the IRS, how does this affect an account? I'm retired and get direct deposit. And of course, direct deposits are transactions. So it's it's an inflow into your account. And the, uh, the proposal here is for accounts that have greater than $600 of comp- combined inflows and outflows over a year. The full complement of activity in those accounts is reported, is transferred to the IRS. And that will all be through electronic means, digital means, and then they'll scrub it and filter it with all sorts of complex software that incorporates algorithms and machine learning, by the way, uh, a form of artificial intelligence that'll match that up with your tax return and, and spit out those it thinks didn't report everything, essentially. That's what they're looking for, all income in particular.
2: What? Well, With a bar as low as $600 a year, that means if you do one red cent more than $25 deposited or withdrawn, one one of each yeah. per month, yep. you get that $50 threshold per month, you go one red penny over that and get up to $600 and one cent in a year, Uncle Sam's going to be looking in your account.
3: Doesn't it kind of point out the absurdity of the threshold why a six hundred dollar threshold ron and columbus points out that'll be about 99.999 percent of accounts i'm with you ron i mean is that just some sort of token threshold garbage well look we're not touching those that had less than six hundred dollars of activity that's nuts Chad and Jackson says, 15% flat tax on all retail goods and no other tax. Now everybody pays their fair share. Tax problem solved. You see, Chad, while that is a plausible concept, the fact is they don't want people paying their fair share. You don't get elected by that concept. You get elected by imbalance, by punishing those at the top, and rewarding those, well, everybody else, essentially. They benefit from the bounty of the contributions in terms of taxes paid by a fraction of the people at the top. That is the goal. And, yes, it is true, as DJ says in Summit, some economists believe in this modern monetary theory, MMT for short, by the way, that government essentially cannot go broke, if I've understood that theory right, and that that is essentially what modern monetary theory basically says. The government owns the currency and can just print an unlimited supply of it.
2: How did that work out for Greece?
3: It didn't work out very well, and there's some other economies that did the same, Argentina's one in particular, that experienced a gigantic inflation. And, And that's, of course, what this causes. You just keep... And the Biden administration's completely defiant and in denial about this, right? Inflation, no, that's not a thing, and it's transitory and all that stuff you hear, yet everybody i know is feeling the pinch is anybody paying less for anything just curious including the staples of life housing food power energy pretty sure that's all gone up i'm not buying that it's transitory and the latest reports the last week were that wages rose by some 1.1% over the last couple of months. But inflation is more than triple that on an annualized basis. It's outstripping wages. And Biden's taking victory laps about how great his economy is. And in spite of that reality, that fact, we've got more coming. More helicopter money. Oh, but don't worry. We're going to tax those dirty, greedy, rich people, those CEOs. We're taking more of their money. Be happy. Oh, your personal situation hasn't improved because of that? Hmm. Well, be happy that we put it to those CEOs and corporations, though. Right? You're happy about that. That's what you wanted. It just cannot be honest about it. We all lose. Why is it so important we come up with all these creative taxation mechanisms? And just as we discussed, they're considering all these goofy carbon taxes. Guess who can afford that the most? The CEOs. (laughs) Not the rank and file. Not the average American, all of whom will feel the financial pinch of that. But we're saving the planet, though, of course. So you should be happy about that. And I point to this a lot, and it's worth doing so. Barack Obama on the campaign trail, he's on the record in a video, you can go search for it, where he plainly says, Under my plan, energy prices would have to necessarily skyrocket. Necessarily. You just got to take your medicine. That's what he said. And if you look at the way these policies are being implemented, that's what's happening. That's precisely what's happening. And that is the goal. That is the goal. Just to give you an idea of how crazy invasive this federal government is it is being reported that the federal trade commission this is reported by the wall street journal by the way they are investigating mcdonald's because the ice cream machines don't work a lot and they're investigating the mcdonald's how come your ice cream machines aren't working Why is that a problem for the federal government? Can't the market sort that out? You want ice cream? Given the frequency at which you encounter the ice cream machine broken at the McDonald's, don't go to McDonald's for ice cream. That seems like a pretty simple fix. But now we're going to spend tax money on the FTC investigating McDonald's. for for ice cream machines. It's nuts. Is that the role of government? Oh, we need to go tax those CEOs more so we can go investigate the ice cream machines. (laughs) It's the truth. When we come back, folks, i got to tell you about what's going on in New York City. Often a trendsetter, As you all know, in the New York City schools, in the name of equity, stay with us. We got one more segment here on Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
15: Pothole, pothole, whack oh, What
5: are the
8: kids singing about?
5: You know that game Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet, and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh.
6: Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon
8: and Terry Road in Byram.
11: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse.
10: No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
12: 601-371-1051. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus, or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420.
4: A proud provider of Ream Home AC systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? dream <sighs> the new degree of comfort.
1: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: And the Rolling Stones bumping us into this final segment. Thanks for joining us on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Them,
6: sure,
3: Mo says that this proposed policy to report activity from bank accounts is an invasion of privacy. It will not affect people who work for cash, they only deposit enough to pay their bills and don't report. The rest. Well, they probably have more than $600 a year of bills, though. In fact, this is exactly who uh, it would catch most. It's people who have very limited activity in their account, and then they send in their tax return, and that gets matched up to their occupation and a bunch of other information and their employer, and they come knock on the door and say, You ain't reporting. That's exactly who it's after. That's the whole point we're trying to make here. This isn't going after.
2: But how inefficient is all of that when you have to hire 100,000 IRS workers to go get an extra quarter from the person that didn't file it all?
3: And it amounts to peanuts. And the scheme of things is just peanuts. And it's not even worth measuring. Jeff says, by the way, doesn't getting rid of the sales tax just hit the poor people? Why not just get rid of the grocery tax? Getting rid of the sales tax just hits poor people? I don't know what you mean by that, Jeff. Are you saying nobody else spends their money on anything subject to sales tax? Getting rid of the grocery tax will be good for everybody. Instead of state tax, it will only benefit the top. I think you're talking about income tax. That's totally wrong, by the way, Jeff, and I can prove it mathematically. I have produced models, which I'm happy for you to attempt to find flaw in, but you're just completely wrong. The taxes, uh, income taxes in Mississippi are extremely flat and thankfully not very progressive, but really fairly level across the board. Just because after standard deduction and exemptions, income at even greater than $3,000 is taxed presently. So, um, he says, do you want to pay less for milk, bread, and cheese? i tell you what I want, Jeff. I want everybody to make as much money as they can and have as more money in their pocket and pay less for everything.
2: And that's a lot easier to do when you're not having to fork over your hard-earned money to the tax man to just hand it out to people not willing to put in the effort.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So... On the 662, the FTC is investigating McDonald's ice cream machines because the FTC regulates franchise or franchisee relations, and the franchisees are required by the franchise to buy and use the defective machines. Yeah, I understand that. I was once a franchisee and understand how that works. I'm so pretty sure this is also applies to the, the McOpco, the McDonald's owned. Uh, Restaurants as well. By the way, I implemented and hosted accounting systems for a number of McDonald's franchisees. I'm pretty familiar with that relationship. Um, but I I disagree that this is something government ought to get involved in. If the franchisees have a, a squawk here, they need to take that up with a franchisor and, and settle that in the courts. I just don't personally believe the federal government ought to be involved in that. I'm not even sure we need an FTC, to be honest with you. I'm not convinced that's an appropriate role for government. So, I did want to get to this situation. We only got a couple of minutes left before we're done for the day. New York City, okay, they're getting rid of grades and honor rolls. Grades and honor rolls. That's right. So does everybody get to be on the honor roll? Correct. Correct. There just is none, honestly. It's um, th- this is the direction the left is taking this country, right? We are displacing rapidly our performance-based, achievement-based society with one where there just there aren't any measurements or your or outcomes are determined based on your physical attributes. So there are no winners and losers. That's the goal. No incentive. No sense of pride. We're just a an indiscernible collective group, just a big blob, right? No individualism. This is sweeping this country. You mark my words. Next thing you know, an athletic competition, no winner and loser. Just a draw. Every, don't even keep score. That's where we're headed. That's what these idiots want to do. Imagine as a child, you work your butt off, you study.
2: You... Even in the, the Little League games where the parents are like, we're not keeping sc- the kids <laughs> are keeping keep score. score.
3: Heck yeah, they are. This is despicable in my view. Despicable. This is destroying this nation. Thanks so much for joining us today on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We certainly hope you enjoyed the show. Rhino and I will be back in the studio tomorrow on Hump Day. God bless, everyone. Uh,
0: (laughs) A Super Talk Mississippi media production.